And if I didn't know no better and go no further Hold no jet ship to flip this microphone murder I swears up and down what this town is sorely lacking Is the spinal cord to support me with no backing So sure we masking our intentions Ain't that the paint y'all famously color me by Sat and boarded these inventions Shame is the love that we had the dimensions We've only went forward with a tour Not quite sure of our rent Check, get the lesson, check, let the pension check Make a crowd bounce, check, bounce, check, check Sound set in stone, left alone in cold Covered in snow, freezing to death Some blind lemon Jefferson shit This is not a profession This a procession of well wishes And wish you well, penny droppers This a police state where no lease break Mean I'm stuck in the studio, setting most MCs straight The ruler's back, knock them out, they box a cracker Jack prizes, temporary tattoos, directional devices How nice and super ugly, Ecto-1 Yeah, true, y'all love me? Yeah, lies do to come undone like Some call these tracks, some call them joints For me, they my conditions where I'm stressing my point like Some call them whips and some call them bangers For me, they my confessions Help release my anger like Some call them tunes and some call them records For me, they my confession where no disrespect On my hand is stuck at 10 and 2 Who rock a bells and fail to talk and sell myself to you The selfish, selfish is to the liquor, yo But wealth is embellished To get fickle and jealous Proof positive, negative, wait a little Humble pie, wonder why like pasta news We ain't making this spitting ink like octopus Making it off what we got to produce Hate the waiting tables and animal hospitals uh, Got us so off the books We handle the impossible task And stop at a few who demand a autograph We got to laugh like Who the hell are we who never bask in adulations Well in these everlasting basements So play this for what's left of me in fashion Playing placement test best left of those having patience Play this cause talk is cheap over most knocking beats since we foot in the check, we know it's done properly Some call these tracks, some call them joints For me, they my confessions, where I'm stressing my point like Some call them whips and some call them bangers For me, they my confessions, help release my anger like Some call them tunes and some call them records For me, they my confessions, where no disrespect Some call them life like that's my jam Yo, this my confession Alrighty, guys, welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent, dissonant thought meets melodic, euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Soros, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain here in Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in from Charm City, baby, my pal Odell Norman. What What's is going up? on, man? How you doing? Good. How's it feel to be back? And we are back. We thought we were going to yes. have to put the show on hiatus for a while. Thankfully, your dad's doing much better. So yes. here we are, yes. back back yes. on Wednesday nights. It's good to be back. It is it is really good to be back. Were you theming for it? Because I know if I go a couple weeks, and you know, I do three different podcasts. Like I probably do <laughs> eight podcasts a month. Um, I start theming for 
doing podcasting like the old days when I played music and I went too long without playing music. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Especially with the situation at hand, it's, it's, it's a really good outlet. So, um, being down with my dad and, and my mom and everything and helping them out, um, you know, there was a lot of downtime. So a lot of listening to music and, and, and you're like, Oh man, we should get these guys on or we should try to get this band on. So, and, uh, fortunately, like you said, fortunately my dad's doing better. It's a, he has a long, long, long road ahead of him. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. So, um, I'll probably be in and out, but, um, I'm gonna try to be, keep things as, as normal as possible. But, uh, right now, fortunately God's great and, uh, he's, he's doing well. Right on. Well, we are all rooting for him. What does your family say about the show? I can't believe I've never asked you this. Has anybody like, has Unique even listened to the show? Your sister? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Um, she's actually down there now. She came back from China and, uh, she's down there. She's been down there for about a month now. So, um, literally I left, uh, two days later she came in i still haven't seen her it's been about two years <laughs> Shit. but uh no they love and they and they know that you know we're about music they heck you know they you know the let government us cheese days. yeah 10 o'clock at night on during the week and you know my parents got to go to work the next morning but they could care less as long they, they knew where we were and uh knew we weren't getting in any trouble so <laughs> they were good with us practicing. They had earplugs. <laughs> yeah, those were the good old days. <laughs> yep, I always yep. see in here, and because she's always lurking in the background, but she's soon to be singing in the spotlight on AGT. Yeah, the producer finally has her audition set. Oh God! Nice. Mentioning that, yes, uh, November nineteenth. My call time is ten a.m. over in Savannah. Assuming that Savannah is still cool after the hurricane i really haven't even checked um i knew they were getting hit uh the yeah. other day and i was like oh god no i have to do my additions because you know it's so first world problems right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh have you guys ever been to savannah um i haven't been since i was little um i've got a cousin oh, I... that lives around there so it's been a long long time um yeah, it's gorgeous i love that i yeah. love savannah georgia unbelievable it's gonna be place. really cool and if I don't pass out as soon as I get in the audition room, <laughs> yeah. then it's a win. No, you'll be fine. I have nothing but yeah, like, faith in you that you will rock the mic. You saw the reactions yep. when we played. Um, yeah. Well, when we played, when you sung at the karaoke bar, yeah, Cats Meow in New crazy. Orleans, and you rocked the whole crowd. Dude, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. And the kids are getting used to me playing um, on my flash drive, so that way I can hook it into the the stereo in the car I actually have vocal exercises so every day i'm doing my warm-up like a good little girl and stretching my vocal cords and i i now have a full three octave range thank you very much i'm very happy about that <laughs> this was, whole house is always buzzing with me working out her working out she her doing exercises me working on show stuff it is yeah. crazy it's like backstage at the fucking tonight show <laughs> In this house most of the time. It's crazy. It kind of really is, yeah. And it's going to continue to be that way. Oh, my gosh. We've got some really cool shows lined up. Um, Yeah, let us know what we got coming up, because then I've got something that I want to share, too, before we get super ugly in there. So this Sunday, we are going to turn ourselves, twist ourselves, and put ourselves into a verbal pretzel with contortionist and actor Bonnie Morgan, who I guarantee almost everybody listening has seen from The Ring. 
because yeah. she was well, she was in the first one and the second one. Um, yeah, she's the one. She was actually in the second, and I think the third one was it Rings. She does the spider walk. She's yeah. the stunt person yeah, who does yeah. the now famous spider walk. Yeah, Rings. I think oh, is the wow. second one, and then I think there might be a. Th- I don't remember if there's a third one, but yeah, she's the, she's the one who did that craziness. Um, so we're gonna have her on. And then on an upcoming uh, funny thing about politics, our humorist friend Dylan Brody is going to come back and join us for that. And then on Kettle of Fish that day, we are going to have the mind behind the amazing graphic novel Renato Jones and the 1%, along with a reboot of Iron Fist. That would be Mr. Carr Andrews. Um, our next oh, musical cool. osmosis is going to be Al Pissed. Our buddy Al from The Pissed yes. is coming back on the 27th. Yeah, um, we'll be up in Baltimore to see The Pissed yeah. and to be recording. We're going to be doing all these on recordings, The Misadventures of Saucy. And I yes. did not seal that. From um, Unified School District's Death by Misadventure. I came up with that, oh, and I was like, wow, I, yeah. all the stars are lining I up. I forgot about that. I was like, oh, yeah. I noticed that earlier. I was like, huh, that's odd. Um, so that's in November, right, when you guys come up, up this way, right? Yeah, it's two weekends yeah. in a row. We'll be in Savannah one weekend for AGT, and then we're going to meet some comedian friends in Atlanta, and then we're going to come up to Baltimore. It's almost as if we don't have kids and jobs. Right. And we're I mean, going <laughs> to Branson next month to hang out with Rachelle from King of the Nerds and with Mormo, we and we're just going to tape all this stuff, and I'm going to have different adventures everywhere with people. We don't have lives nice, at all. Nice. I mean, nice. why would we have lives? I mean, you know, responsibility, really? Uh, no. Um, really? And then next month, we're also so going to have... I know, right? <laughs> In this uh, house, yeah. Next month, we are going to have John Hall on from King Missile on Musical Osmosis. And one I am looking forward to very, very much because I want to catch up with him and see what he's been doing. We're going to have Steve Moriarty back from the Gits. And yeah. anybody who didn't listen to the first episode with him, you need to go back and listen to Where the can they go back and find our archives? Of course. They can go to – okay, this is really easy. Okay, listen up. Pay very close attention. It's www. Just like everything else, right? Tincan. Dot. Media. And then push enter. That's it. Not dot com. That's all. That's just. We, Don't even say dot com. They're going to no. put in tincan. Dot media. Dot com. You're going to no. confuse them. We're tincan. Dot media because yeah. we're awesome. Um, this yeah, is but- the country. Where sites actually, what's the um, site Snopes actually had to verify, fact check if Hurricane Irmo, Ir- Irmo, Irma <laughs> had sharks in it. If it was a oh, shark data. Yeah. They actually had yeah. to do a fact check because there was a rumor going around that Hurricane Irma was actually a fucking shark NATO. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just People had wonderful world of Photoshop. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, whatever's on the internet to do anyway. So, so let's make it as easy it all as we out. can. Yes. Although our <laughs> listeners are very fucking sharp. They're sharp as a tack. So if you don't have to dumb it down us, for our listeners. Then they've got to be smart. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go back and listen to that first episode with uh, Steve um, telling us all about the gets. That I mean, if you don't know the story of the gets, it is a beautiful and bittersweet story of just a band in a community who wouldn't give up. And it, it, I just, I'm getting teary just thinking about it. So definitely go listen. Um and we will we will catch up with him. But tonight, 
tonight's hold on i got i gotta zoom a little thing here first i gotta get this in real quick because we're having a hip-hop band on um this is only the second time i know a lot of punk people so it's easy for me to get punk bands in here i've been trying like hell to get more hip-hop groups in here so let me tell you a story what happened this week i had to go to the doctor i've been having some issues with my throat and he wanted to do a full physical and you know he wanted to do the old proctology thing and give oh, me a yeah. prostate exam. And, but he's like, you, you know, we can run a blood test first for prostate and see if there's anything weird. And, you know, I'm just picturing him like doing the jazz hands and all that shit and getting all lubed up. And I was like, yeah, I, I need some time to brace myself for this. <laughs> so I'm driving home from the fucking doctors. Luckily, I didn't have to get a prostate exam. I can probably push that off a little while longer if I don't have any symptoms. And um, rap lyrics started coming in my head. And I've never done a rap before. I don't think I've ever even rapped on karaoke before, but I was thinking about – you remember all the drama I used to get from my politics, Odell, before I got all the trolls off my page? Yeah, yeah. Leading up to the election especially, but the last few years, I started thinking about it, and it's like, you know, it's like, well, get over it, Snowflake. It, it's oh, not, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like something that's tormenting me, but if – you, it, it, there comes a point where it's, it's grinding, right? It's just grinding on your nerves. If somebody's got their finger like one inch from your face – and they're like, eh, eh, or they're repeating you day in and day out. Like the first, it's like, all right, stop repeating me. But if that shit went on for like 10, like 10 weeks, you'd want to kill Something somebody. Like you yeah. want to fucking strangle them. So I'm doing these rap lyrics in my head. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to rap on the mic. And we have this thing that I do called morning rants for my bathrobe, where I just get up. You can go to tincan.media and check them out. And I just talk politics and I, whatever's on my head, totally unscripted. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a afternoon wraps for my bathrobe. And I, you know, I made the wrap up in my head on my way home. I wrote it on a notepad and put it on the computer. And I was like, I'm just going to wrap and see what happens. And it took like 20 takes and I got it down the best I could. And I noticed that the more I was doing it throughout the rap, I was getting faster and faster and faster. And I started slurring words at the end. I don't know how these fucking rap guys do it because I just couldn't keep up with the momentum of the rap. But I recorded it. I posted it and I played it back. And the first time I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Then the second time I was like, huh, maybe this isn't as cool as I thought it was. (laughs) And then by like the fourth time. I was like, dude, I'm going so fast. You remember the micro machine guy from the commercials? Like, mighty micro micro machines. I don't know. Remember that dude? Like, I just sounded like the micro machine guy if he'd been up 30 hours, like on fucking meth. (laughs) There was like no continuity to it. But I was like, you know what? It's embarrassing. So I'm going to play it tonight. I'm going to play my first. It's only 40 seconds, thankfully. That way, everybody won't be like tuning out. But we are going to play my little 40-second rap, and it is a response to all the hate I used to get politically from all the trolls. And then we'll get super ugly in here. You ready, D? All right. I don't even have a name for it. It's just me freestyling. Not freestyling, but just me doing a quick thing. All right. This is the moment they worried about. When would Saucy figure it out? When would he realize all of his trolls are just a bunch of pathetic assholes? Come on our pages just to offend, just start shit, just to unfriend, just to call names or add it again. Even send me hate mail to my LinkedIn. Let that sink in. What to think in that I don't have a right to my own opinion. They want dominion over my thoughts. I call me libtards the best that they got. Make me eat shit now. Gladly go back for seconds. So please submit all complaints in written script and I'll get it submitted to our quality control department for remittance. A steady diet of fear. Another dystopian opiate. I hope you choke on it. Because hope is a concept you just don't get like 
Billy the Kid told Pat Garrett, you could shoot me, but you'll never be me. You'll only be the man who shot me, just like Saucy. You'll never stop me. All right, Nazis who cannot see, homogency, only have supremacy, because hatred is what you breed. You've been deceived. Now, you can tell I was really slurring That's at the end. That's a lot of words. <laughs> Like, That's a lot know. of words, man. <laughs> yeah, I probably crammed in, like, I, I probably should have took, like, twice as long to say all that. But I was you rolling a like a snowball. Yeah, you take a couple <laughs> breaths in there, you would have been, like, just, like, you could tell when you were getting close to that end, you were just, like, it's just, like, and and the beautiful thing with hip-hop, it, it, and it's just, like, any instrument, you know, when you go in and record or when you go in and do something, your natural human tendency is to speed up. It, it is, it's, it, when you're, when you're, when you're, singing when you're playing music that's why you know especially being a drummer oh man the metronome is like my worst enemy because i naturally would speed up at the end just it's just your human nature um uh to to sort of speed up a little bit so that's all that is but nothing that you couldn't you well know. that was yeah, attempt like, number like one so not a total train wreck i don't think but let's get no, the professional funny. in here um yes. super ugly what is up you with us hey how are you guys Good, man. How are you doing? Groovy. So happy to have you on tonight. Thanks so much for calling in. Well, thanks for having me on there. So, give me the top five things I'm doing wrong with my rap. This is my first (laughs) attempt. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Top five. Wow, that's quite a bit. Yeah, destroy me. Let's see. I have no ego. Um, No, I mean, it it sounded fine. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, you got to have rhythm. You got to have the right kind of, like, you got to know. The thing I would say, like, you know, when when I used to record albums, it would be basically like, this is our first take. You know, you get in there, you write the rhymes, you record it, it's like, boom, first take, done. Or first time you get through it successfully. How's that? Right. And then what I would do is I noticed we'd go out on the road, we'd perform a little bit, we'd do these songs a hundred times, and then I'd go, you know what, maybe I should go back in and record it. So it's really just, you just did it for like the first time. So it's like, maybe if you were to do that rap a hundred times, it probably would sound a lot better. It sounded uh, better in my head. And it sounded great when I, the first time oh, I listened yeah, no, to you, When I rap, <clears throat> I try to hear myself as Nas when I rap. So I usually, you know, try and act as if I have gold front teeth in and I've, you know, <laughs> smoked a huge, like I've smoked a huge blunt. And I, I start talking like this, yo. And I'm so like, stiff. Hey, I'm going to this shit up. <laughs> I, su- I suddenly turn into like the 12th member of the Wu-Tang or something when I rap. So you got to find the character that you want to portray and then portray that character when you write. And then you c- it's easier to write than just trying to write. And also, a beat also helps. So Yeah, and I yeah. have no... Well, I won't say I have no rhythm. Odell, how would I look with grills? Oh, that would be interesting. Saucy with grills. <laughs> no. That would right. be interesting. But ugly, you bring up a good point. How much of super ugly and John the person is that are those personas like totally intermingled or is there a separation between those personas? Uh when I first started rapping, now going on I mean, I, I'm an old man. So I was rapping back in 90, you know, 91, 93, 94. So it's like when I was doing that, I was definitely portraying myself as a character. It was at mm-hmm. one time I sounded like seal smooth. And another time I sounded like casual from hieroglyphics. I sounded yeah. like Dell. It was whoever I was listening to at the moment I sounded like. And then I eventually found my own voice and became who I am. Now, 
separating me from John, it's not anymore. It's pretty much super ugly. And John are, are pretty much the same guy. I mean, I, I, talk a lot of shit in my regular life and I talk a lot of shit on music. So it's pretty much the same person. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, uh, before we dig into your actual music, I've been listening to you guys for a couple years, checking you guys out, listening to you, love what you do. And then I, this couple weeks I've started digging in to all things, super ugly. And like you said, you've been at this a long time, 17 years, dude, time. I haven't done anything. And that's just with the unified school district. Oh. Yeah, and I was in a band before. I was in a live band, a, a seven piece. It was four four backers and, and three vocalists back in the mid '90s in San Francisco. And then I got tired of doing that, dealing with seven people. And I said, "Fuck it!" And then somehow met Ecto, and then that's like I just decided this is it. I just want to start making music with just me and like one other guy, really. Like just okay. Gangstar, you know that that's pretty much it. So it's like. I, I have been doing music for quite a long time. Now. Yeah, longer than I've been doing anything. And yeah. through all those years, what do you think, like, what's changed the most about your personal approach to music? Are you approaching it? The, I can't imagine you're approaching it the same way. What do you think's changed the most over the years? Uh, well, um, okay. You know, originally when I first got in, I'd be like, here's my tape. Then it was like, oh, shit, check this out. I got a CD. So, I mean, that was like big. And then it was like, so when we put out our last record, our last big record, we put it out on CD, but that was right at the cusp of iTunes becoming a thing. And so what we noticed is that in the subsequent years, we stopped making, we took a hiatus for a little bit. And in the subsequent years, I mean, you heard us in the last two years. How did you hear us? I heard you through YouTube there you go. And it's like, I didn't put a lot of those videos. I actually only put like probably one of those videos up on YouTube. A lot of those videos are put up by fans that I didn't even know we had. And so this world, like, you know, I go and put this CD out, I get a thousand CDs thinking I'm like hot shit. Right. We go and we, now we have like 300 left going 10 years later, you know, it's like, but we sell so much through iTunes and streaming and YouTube. It's like, that's where we built up a fan base through the internet. The internet has basically made it so that now where I used to hustle my ass off to like do the music, we wouldn't, you know, me and Ecto would just like always go out and like, we'd try and be at shows and stuff and get our name out there. Now it's like, we can just put out music and not worry about having to like, be as crazy in the grind. It's like, we can put the music out there and people will find it kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what definitely happened with me. And I always find bands from other bands on the side scroll. And as I'm scrolling through these bands, it like never fucking ceases to amaze me how much like wonderful raw talent is out there that never sees the light of day. Do you worry about, do you even think about like mainstream success or anything like that? And how do you keep this going after all these years and stay motivated? And do you give a shit about moving units and all that crap? No, I, well, I mean, yeah, I, I've always like said to myself, if I could use music to travel, like if I could, you know, if Ecto and I could end up in Japan at some point or like, you know, Europe, which I mean, we have not necessarily tried super hard to get over there, but if we were to somehow end up over there, you know, that's kind of like where I would love, love music to take me. I'm not looking to be, 
you know, a huge rap star. I'm looking to like be, I don't know. I always set my goal at like dilated people, like kind of ah, a, like, yeah, yeah. lower to mid level group that like sees some success travels, but isn't like a world, a household name, you know? So I was hoping unified school district could get to that. Now I have, and you know, I'm old. I have a child. I don't care anymore. I just love to make music. And that's what Ecto and I just can't not make music together. You know? Hmm. Um, Odell, how did you turn get turned on to um, Unified School District? Was it through me? Because I know I wrote you a long time ago. and was like, we got to get these cats on the show. Or had you heard well, of them before? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned um, uh, Dilated Peoples because I actually, when you go on YouTube and say you put in a search for like Dilated Peoples or, um, or The Far Side or um, some of the other groups, um, Unified School District, uh, their videos would be would be mixed intermingled into into that playlist a lot of times or into the play you know and you know how you're like sitting like i'm not supposed to be doing this but when i'm at work i usually put on youtube and i just have it (laughs) i just have it playing on my headset while i'm doing my work and a lot of times you know music will pop up like that or um on my google play um if you put in a certain group of course whatever is associated to that group um, that will pop up. And that's how I, I heard about you guys. And it was funny that you mentioned that because I, I knowing you guys are from Oakland. How did I, the first thing that I noticed with listening to you guys was first, I didn't know you were from Oakland mm. until I actually read about that. You were from Oakland just from the sound. Cause everything sounded to me, it sounds um, very similar to like, I, I, I compare your album to like the lyricist lounge type album so mm-hmm. when you when you get that and then you're and all the bands you're talking about i was like i have them all actually written down because that's the remind how did you how did you guys i know you're from oakland but how did you get that sound what was that just your influences well, like uh dj premier yeah, gangstar I, like you were mentioning uh right yeah i mean i'm from my you know first like one of my first records was long live the cane by big daddy cane like went and bought the tape you know it's like ecto ecto is <sighs> I don't know. At this point, I think he's 20 years younger than me, but he's not. He's like, I don't know. I don't even know. Eight years younger than me. He was like 17 <laughs> when I met him. But the okay. guy is like, the, he has the soul of like a 50 year old. And he, he was a full on incredible, like master level DJ scratch. Like he could scratch yeah. like nobody's business. Yeah. And so yeah. what his musical taste was right in line with mine. Oh, I love early nineties hip-hop like raw fucking sp like samples and you know like really hard like crisp snares and i hear this kid scratch and it's like well you know i always love say like gangstar or pete rock and cl smooth or even yeah you know just bands that usually have a dj that travels with them and so i'm like well i this kid is like i gotta get this kid now because this kid's like 17 18 years old if i don't snatch him up somebody is Exactly. Because he is, you know, originally he didn't come in. It's funny. Echo didn't come in with beats. He came in to be the guy that recorded the stuff that we were recording at the time. It was, he wasn't in the group originally. And then all of a sudden he says, Oh, Hey, I make beats too. And I said, Oh, well, let me hear some of your beats. And I literally like the first beat he played me. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm just going (laughs) to listen to all your, I'm just going to start rapping. And it's funny, you know, like Echo has a lot of people that look up to him in terms of like making beats. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cats out of like the Bay that, you know, you can listen to some of their stuff and you'd hear like Echo's influence in there. And 
I think that, you know, it's hard for me to ever think about rapping over anybody's stuff, but his, you know, because I can't, I, 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 I've had opportunities to rap without him, but it's like something about when I hear his stuff, it's like, it clicks inside of me. It touches a part of like my soul. Him and I have that same kindred spirit for music, you know, and Good. he's from cool. a musical background. This, he's a drummer. He drums. In okay. Like a, I would say his, the bands I would compare him to would be like, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets, yeah. like a kind of a early rock, but maybe even like a little bit of blues in there too. Like he kind of drums for those kind of bands. Is he so kind of a solitary got, type figure? Cause he doesn't seem like somebody who wants to be out front. Uh, well, it's, you know, he's, he does not, he's very background, but uh, you know, luckily he has the most front foreground guy in the world as his MC. But um, <laughs> he's been better. It like it, basically, I had to like we had to get kind of forced into a situation where he had to start doing my backup vocals. Ah, you know, so he now is on the microphone, and it's funny. We actually are like it's like a freaking comedy show up there when we're up there. It's very like back and forth banter, fun. Like we are, you know, we're joking on stage. Like it's because we've known each other for so long now. Good. Good. What kind of traveling are you guys doing? Any chance I'm going to see you here in Tennessee or going to Atlanta <laughs> or anything like that? Or are you just I would, staying West Coast? I mean, if, 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 the, if the gods look down upon us and whatever deity you worship, you know, looks down upon you and says like, hey, you know, we're going to allow you to go places with this and do stuff. You know, we're going to try and do that. But, you know, realistically, like, you know, we have jobs and kids and it's like we aren't 20 anymore. And so we did the whole, like, let's travel around and like play shows, you know, and, but it, it's harder to say like, oh, we're going to be able to play someplace now, you know? Right. right. Well, I'll pray to Optimus Prime for you. Right, right. I'm going to play, pray to Thor. Is that okay? Yeah, I think that'll work <laughs> out right. well. Well, you know, a few yeah. weeks ago we had B-Squid on and, and, She's managed and works a lot with Abstract Rude, which is another guy who's been around forever. And right. I just really feel like as somebody – I'm from the punk world. So as somebody who just recently – and I'll say the last three, four years maybe – started actually really getting into rap because I never wanted to touch it because I turn on the radio and hear 50 Cent. And this is no lie. I thought he was mentally retarded when I first heard him. I said, <laughs> oh, well, this is a shtick. They got some dude like Dre got some guy from like Special Ed or something and put no, him on the mic. Shot night. He got shot nine times. It's sort of the same thing almost, right? Yeah, yeah, that must be it. But I really feel like rap on the radio and what I saw before I really dug in is misrepresented because when you dig in and you start listening to all the underground stuff, like Binary Star is another band I love. Like when you start listening to this stuff, it's like, holy shit, this is fucking light, light years better than what I would ever hear on the radio or MTV or in a movie even. I try to say like, and one of my songs, you know, it's like it starts off with, you know, uh, I, don't call me rapper. It's like I don't want to be known as like a rap group. I keep <laughs> I tell Echo, I'm like, <laughs> we need to like be known as like an alternative band or something like because people have a stigma when they hear the word rap group. But it's like I don't even consider myself like almost a rapper in a sense. Like I'm almost like a I write novels, but they're just so happen to be to music or something, you know, and it's like mm -hmm. I it's funny. I don't, I, I personally don't love rap music anymore. Like I, as much as I it's used tough. to, I, it's tough, man. It's yeah. in my blood. It's in my DNA. It raised me. It made me who I am today, but I love all music. 
I mean, I was, you know, music is, is everything to me. Like I love every band. Like there's, I can see the beauty in any band that plays music because it's like, Mm -hmm. that's just a gift, you know? I could not agree more. And me and Odell, I mean, we're both from music backgrounds. In fact, we used to play in a band together. And But you get bored after a while. Like, I don't listen to much punk anymore unless it's bands that I'm friends with because I just, I need to pivot. And even though punk's in my DNA, I need to kind of pivot and get stimulated creatively with something brand new. And that's why I really like going down this rabbit hole on YouTube and checking out all these bands. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I look at somebody like Ecto and I, and by our lives, we've, we both became artists. Well, became, we had, we were artists and we moved away from music for a little bit to start doing art more as a occupation. Right. Uh, you know, illustrate, he does hand painted signs, classic style, like all hand painted, you know, and I do, you know, illustration work. And it's just funny that it's almost as if we both can't, and you know, he plays in side bands. I do podcasting. It's like, we can't not be involved in creative stuff. And I think what it was is, and I kind of felt this, like after we, we took a little break for like close to six, seven years. And I would say like after, you know, year six, it was like, we both were kind of chomping at the bit to get back to it. We'd established our lives and we're ready to like, get back to making, doing the thing that we love the most. Well, it's funny because you had sent me um, an episode of your old podcast, Geek Savants, and you're like, hey, here's a complete episode about the Broken Down Palace album. Check this out. And and on that podcast, it sounded like you and Ecto was never going to do anything again together. And that was only about a year <laughs> yeah. old. Uh, yeah, no, I know. And and honestly, like I just had somebody else hit me up say, you know, the last time I talked to him, I told him I probably wasn't going to be picking up a mic again. Yeah, I saw that. But you know what? Things happen. And to you know the idea of punk rock music this album is that we just recorded is very punk rock i mean it's very like we gave no fucks we went we didn't have any kind of like this is what we're trying to make we just went to do what we do we Mm -hmm. busted shit out quickly like in a guy's house we didn't like uh you know we we recorded six songs in a day they're all like two and a half to three minutes like three minutes is the longest song that we have now And so I just, I looked at it like that's, you know, I wanted to put out like a seven inch for it too, because it was like, I wanted, this is like punk rock to me. It's like, I'm, we give, we're just doing this to do it now, you know? Yeah. And on that point, I really feel like the hip hop bands, and this is why I've been getting into it more. And I listen to a lot of like Immortal Technique and Army of the Pharaoh and Jedi Mind Tricks, because I feel like they, they are putting out a social and political message that punk used to put out and they dropped the banner. And now these rap groups have picked them up. And I watched you today. You had said something. You had to put a post up that was political and you were talking back and forth with someone. Are you keeping politics out of your music? Like, is that by design or do you just have no interest in talking about that on the mic? You know, when I write, I write in a, it's like, I don't necessarily go in with an idea. I do sometimes, but I mean, mostly what I do is I ride the rhythm. I ride the beat. I ride the melody. I feel, I like, I try and come up with the clever jokes and then try and fill in every gap with like weird you know, just, I, it's like, sometimes I feel like it's harder for me to sit there and say, I'm going to do a song about, you know, like fuck Trump or something like that, because it's like, it, it's so laser focused on one thing, you know, and I'm such an all over the place rapper. Right. That it's, I, but I mean, I do want to do it with the purpose of recording this new 
stuff that we're doing is the idea that this isn't it. It's not like we're doing this one album and then we're Tribe Called Quest and we're done. It's right. like we are, we're recording this with the idea that we're going to record more. Like we're going to record, you know, as Sweet. soon as we can get back to it, we're going to start recording again. So it's like now. Well, I would love to hear your like, political take on the mic. That would be beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. I have to figure out what words rhyme with fucking Trump a lot. Cause that's all <laughs> I need to say over and over again. Right? I mean, I don't... I'm Trump. <laughs> Dee, so I'm bringing in here. You actually have a fan question, Super Ugly, right, Dee? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. Um, your chubby black cousin in Sparks, Nevada, would like <laughs> for me to ask you about your pubic hair and dildo knowledge. Oh my god! <laughs> this is my, uh, this is my 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 brother Jamal, who had also had a short-lived podcast where I came on his podcast and discussed the size of their penises and they got all weird and offended. I don't understand. <laughs> Is it not okay to go on somebody's show and ask them how big their, their penises are and or how bushy their pubes are? Is this We're a, doing I it right now. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a free country. <laughs> Thank you. No they gatekeepers. Removed, they, they censored my podcast. They took it down. They censored me. Really? This guy is my, I think my the public brother. wants to know. Jamal, the public wants to know. I want that I podcast know, released. <laughs> we'll play it on Tin Can Media. Exactly. Minds, baby. He's a thousand percent mortified right now. A thousand trillion percent mortified right now. That's the bad part. Jamal is an amazing Jamal is an amazing musician. He was in a group a ska group called the Mud Sharks. And he plays in a band now called Kaiser Soze. He's an amazing oh, nice. musician. Sweet name. Yeah, they are really, truly great. He's one of the great, most talented musical dudes I know and truly a brother of mine. I love that guy. If you guys ever get a chance to check out Kaiser Soze or The Mud. Definitely. He also was in a rap group called, a rap group called Who Cares out of Sacramento. Really great. Okay. Also. Yeah, I'm going to okay. have to check okay. out all that. Hey, let's talk about your new album, Death by Misadventure. Yep. Hey, one thing I was wondering, because it's very hard to find a lot of information about you guys online, That's is this right. the first like full-length album you've done since Broken Down Palace? Yeah, yeah. We we had a, a whole nother out, like pretty much a six, seven song thing pretty much done. We were ready to go with like at least something, and then we just kind of stopped. And so this is actually the first project that we put out since 2007. What happened oh, wow. to all the stuff that was written? Did you just scrap it all, or did some of it bleed no, into this actually, new project? No, actually, with our new Kickstarter we're doing, if we reach a certain goal, we're going to release, we're going to have that stuff mastered and release it as an unreleased album. Well, I mean, okay. you can tell you're from the comic book world, too, because just like the X-Men in the 90s, you're releasing five different covers to your album. Yeah, well, yeah, know, I like, saw that. That's pretty cool. This, you know, look, music is super easy to get. I mean, it's like, we are going to release our album. It's done. It's like ready to get mastered. It's ready to go. It's like, I could put it on Spotify right now and make my point zero zero seven cents per song or whatever. But realistically, what I want to do is I want to be able to give people the music while also giving them like something creative. And, it, you know, we, me and him, are, me and Ecto are both artists. So it's like, I want to give them something that they can't just get from anybody, any other band. So I'm blessed to know them multitude of talented artists if i'm from the bay area so i know a ton of good artists so i said you know hey guys can you guys help me out with doing some covers 
Ecto and I did two, and then we have three others by uh, Max at Max Sterling on Instagram, at Visible Damage on Instagram, and then uh, at Richard Jewell underscore DJ sixty forty on Instagram. They all did some covers for us, and basically nice. we'll we're gonna print out. You get to choose. So you say, I want cover A. I want the super ugly cover. Okay, well, cool. And then we'll also give you a print of that cover. And then if you want, you can also have the all the other covers as prints also. So you don't you don't want to miss out on one of the covers. So when's the Kickstarter go up? Because I thought it was going to release today. And where can people find well, it? Well, you know, you know how life works. So it's going to be released tonight, uh, first thing in the morning. It's just basically I, I'm still waiting to just plug in a couple more things and then sit, hit enter. So What's okay. the time frame for the album release? Uh, well, the album is done. So as soon as the Kickstarter is over in October, uh, the album will be out. Uh, we'll probably, uh, you know, whoever backs it can get a digital copy of it right at, you know, as soon as the Kickstarter is over. And then the vinyl, now that takes a little longer because pressing plants are so backed up from pressing so much vinyl. So we're going to, that one's a six month turnaround on the vinyl. And wow. so we're doing a lift. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Vinyl uh, is taking off again, man. It's like nuts. Like, Oh, yeah, like vinyl, is new is, again. Even um, even like a, a, yeah, even what? cassette tapes. I went, I went to one show and a band. Uh, they brought, they put a whole one of their old albums on a cassette tape. Like they're like, yeah, yeah people want this. I was like, man, I wouldn't even know I how to find this. a cassette player today. Thrift you know, store. fucking Ecto, Ecto is such a like analog guy that he, our this album, we got back into it. He says, okay. I'm going to send you all the beats just like we used to do on tape. So I had to go fucking find a tape player so I could listen to the beats and write rhymes to them. That's how fucking analog this dude is. That is fucking amazing. Well, hey, let's play yeah. some breadcrumbs. You guys don't have to wait for the Kickstarter to get up. We actually have right. a couple of your new tracks we're playing tonight. We're going to play breadcrumbs. You want to set this up for us? or Yeah, this is. Dive right in? This was honestly the first song we recorded. The very first song we recorded when we got back together was Breadcrumbs. Uh, I just, I heard the beat. It's fucking an ecto knocker for sure. A hand yes. down ecto knocking beat. And then like yes. those words just <laughs> dumped out of, that was like six, seven, it was like blue ball backup of like, you know, words coming out of my mouth. And I mean, it's in there, you know, I'm like father of the year. You know, it's I, all that shit's in there. It's it's. I love this song. It's a very, it's a perfect unified song. If you want to know what unified school district sounds like, this is pretty much a perfect unified song right here. Do you feel like it set the whole tone for the album? Yes, the yeah. ease with which we recorded it. That's a me and Echo record fast. We're very efficient when it comes to recording because we know each other so well. I so bet. basically, like we got in there. Bada boom, bada bing, you know, it was like done. And we were like, cool, this sounds fucking awesome. I mean, I, I hadn't done it in a while and I nailed that shit in like the first couple takes, you know, it was like, it, it I knew it had to come out. It was so, it, it just worked so well. A uh, rap eruption. All right. A rap, yes. A rap bukkake, if you will. Ha <laughs> Muck, hungry, forever rumbling guts, ugly, only stumbling once, but it 
crush me under the rubble and dust Must be the statue who tell me how nice I am A fine slice of ham, honey baked off a pipe of grams Roddy Piper fan, Roddy when you crowd around me They live to doubt me, but money make me body body I'm master to pee, no limits to my soldiering You indie with dependence, I kept it rolling with the bouldering Chasing you down, smoldering, blazing your pound sign Hashtag unified till we grave in the ground Fine, I'll admit I spit liquid courage I'm more cowardly dog, you walk down in the murders Refurbish your engines, benching Your star player, I'm a performance enhancer Advancing the betas, next level with the text Metal with your blinking buttons, incredible S Best purchase fresh, but you thinking it's nothing And now the rotten is caught in the nets from the fishing The deadliest catch is boredom, no plot in the fiction I go green while they go codeine I'm on that hydro lean, I might go hide your bean Stock, make reaching the clouds a lot tougher Stop, fake preaching the crowds, you talk bluff and knock My cassette got better choppers in a salad We keep stopping the violence, ugly Fresh said silence. Father of the year, tear through the fodder Task with bothering your ear And the order in the bright lights My jug is a crush, my drug is a plush Stone pilot temple a crush Mush for the mouth, the man that's got me clutched in a crouch Scared to come out and cut, butt stuck in a couch This call breadcrumbs, we left a trail to get home Crows come to get some, now everything gone dead wrong The landscape create difficulties The handshake's meant to pull me through the hills and gullies Still we lifting this with pulleys Sprockets and gears and rockets Fully embedded from a spot in the clear Popping a beer and wiping a brow Setting up camp, electrifying the amps And hyping the crowd Never get a better chance to make a worse impression Than plastic cast in my footprints Music's urban legend A dude who do it cause he love it cause he can Cause he wanna make a record they can finally understand Oh Yeah, if you're not fucking grooving to that, you were just a cold, dead robot or Kellyanne Conway. Those are the only things on the planet that aren't fucking grooving to that. The energy level is off the chart. When Nick, when Nick sent me, when dude, when Nick sent me those the that track, those tracks, and that's the first one I play, I was like, what? Oh, oh, forget about it, man. Nice. <laughs> well, I no, got to tell this. you too, I... Super Ugly, in that um, podcast you sent me, you were talking about Broken Down Palace, and you were so excited, even all these years later. Do you feel even more excitement with the release of this? How are you feeling going into this now? I mean, is everything just clicking right back into place? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's tough. You know, Broken Down Palace is like, that's a labor of pure freaking love right there. I mean, that was like... Mm-hmm. That was like, we sat and went, I mean, like I said, we re-recorded every song at least once. So it's like we, you know, we did those songs to them. And we had Dan uh, Cooley master the, uh, Dave Cooley master the uh, album. And it, he's the guy that masters a lot of Mad Lib and MF Doom and, and Dilla. And oh. so it's like the sound, the sound on that album is just like phenomenal to me. But this album, I mean, 
it sounds so good. We got it mastered, and I can't recommend mastering it more. <laughs> After hearing this <laughs> album, we get, we got it mastered, and it was just like phenomenally sound. Like the sound, it, he brought out everything in it, and I'm really proud of this record. You know, it's it's crazy to be back doing this. I love doing it. I've played shows again, and it's just that same feeling comes back. It's like a drug, and I'm oh, really yeah. excited for. I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm excited to like, cause there's a lot of different flavors on the record and I'm excited for people to get like a good taste of what's going on with us now. Well, I want to shift gears here. We've got a few minutes left and I want to talk about something. I had D actually work her magic and I really appreciate you hunting this down. D she found the travel channel episode of toy hunters with you oh, on it. Shit. Yes. And, <laughs> and she actually found it somewhere. I could watch it for fucking free. Oh, so I didn't God. have to pay YouTube red or whatever. $2. Right. And um, I got to tell you, man, you have a fucking insane. I thought I was a collector. You've got an insane toy collection at home. It's even more massive now. It's like I, <laughs> it, my wife just keeps giving me more space to put his stuff in, so I just keep taking the space, and I have so many more toys now. It's insane. Well, I don't watch any really reality TV unless you count AGT. And the thing I thought at the end when I watched it, because I had never seen an episode before, and the guy's talking to you and he's negotiating, and at the end he's like, "I just got." like $350 I spent on toys from John and I'm going to turn that around and sell it for like 800 right. sucker. Right. Like, how did you well, feel like once you saw the episode, it was like, yeah, look, look, I felt like the whole show was well, about, look me, how we ripped these suckers off. Let me, let me let you behind the curtain. Okay. I'll let, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, give you the, too. Peak, the, the, the peak behind the curtain is that, most like there were some of those toys weren't mine. They were a friend of mine's that I I had over there just to spruce up my collection. The guy they came they knew what I had when they came over. There was nothing surprising that they they were not surprised about anything. They they planted that Luke Skywalker toy. That is not mine. That was theirs. The show. Oh, oh wow! Oh. You just ruined yeah. the magic. I'll never watch <laughs> your travel channel that. again bastards they not just that but they also you know were like we would say like i had my godzilla toy and he would say like oh this is from you know mattel 19 whatever 70 something and i'd go like godzilla's neat and he would be like we'd they'd stop and the producer would come out and go like okay so tell them about how mattel made these uh, toys back in like this time and it was that and then we'd do a whole nother take and then we'd stop yep. and the producer would go like the producer would be fraud. like, all right, I need you to do this like this. And, I, and then I'd be like, but I would have to keep saying my jokes over and over again. And I was <laughs> like, this is not as funny when I'm not improving it the first time, you know? And so it was, you know, he says like, oh, do you know about these Luke Skywalker action figures? And I'm like, yeah, my mom got it for me when I like got my tonsils out. But that those figures like were mail away items. They were not like you had to like send away for those. And I'm just like I had to make some story up on the fly for that. <laughs> Man, Hollywood. <laughs> so, well, uh, one thing I noticed, I saw in the background over the over some of the toys, you had a poster of your podcast, Geek Savants. And I was yeah. like, I wonder if they let you pitch anything. Like, could you be like, yeah, no, I'm in a rap group or unified school district. Uh, like, you know what? Try to slip that they in. Didn't even, they didn't even mention that I was an artist. Like I had, you know, they didn't mention that 
you know, they, because that was the thing I was like, Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a kid's book illustrator, you know, like Bob. And they didn't even like say like, John is a, you know, this and that they didn't like, I didn't get plugged on it at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. I noticed so, that. Did you slip in that geek savant poster in the background just oh, to kind of, yeah. yeah, it, I mean, it was hanging back there anyway, but yes, that was, uh, that was slipped in. And do you I feel any pressure any... to sell the shit when a guy's standing there? Or I guess it's already pre-orchestrated, right? Yeah. No, I was pretty pissed that uh, I shouldn't have sold that Godzilla. Uh, that has a special place in my heart. And I sold it to him just out of like the, I, it was like a karmic kind of like, I'm going to sell this guy this because he came here with this TV crew and put me right. on TV. But now that I look back at it, I wish I hadn't sold it because I, it was a really interesting piece that I had. Yeah, I used to have one of those, too, and the Star Trek set. I can't believe, like, it's so nostalgic and weird. That thing hasn't even entered my mind in 20 fucking years. And I saw, I was like, oh, I used to love putting a guy in a little trance, um, like, right. trans, not transmitter, what's it called? Transporter. In a little transporter, transporter yeah. Yep. Beam and, like, spinning him around. I tried to spin him around as fast as I could and see if I could get him fly out like fucking Evil Knievel and shit when I was little. And oh, I was yeah. like, man, it brought back all these memories watching that. I'm a, I'm a definite toy hunter and I go to Goodwill's and flea markets and, you know, I dig through boxes and stuff. And it amazes me when I see, like, I just the other day found a 1973, like it's called fighting Fury's ghost of captain kid. I mean, it's like a super rare figure in fantastic condition. It was just sitting on a shelf at a Goodwill. This is a 40 year old toy, like a 40 year old toy just sitting on a shelf at a Goodwill. Why? I don't know, but there I was and I just happened to find it. You know, it's like, it's an amazing That's your karma feeling. for selling Godzilla. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> that's it. Good, oh my God. <laughs> amazing, amazing karma when it comes to finding toys. Let me tell you, toys are definitely the thing I get popped the biggest wood for when it comes to, you know, besides wrapping, of course, but well, we're not going to talk about the size of your wood. None of those yes, shenanigans yes, no. here on Musical Osmosis. Yeah, keep that in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep that nonsense <laughs> off of Tin Can Media. All right. I want to hit this last thing, too. I saw a promo. I ran across a promo you did. God, it was like back in 2007. It was a bunch of patchwork of different scenes from you guys out and about and doing things. And I was like, man, dude, this is like, and it just reminded me of like a Spider-Man annual or a Hawk annual, like three or four <laughs> short standalone stories with a little origin story they always shove in there. You guys need to really do another promo like that because that kind of that yeah. seven yeah. really summed you guys up, and you need a new one, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my friend, the guy that directed our our music video or whatever, came to our came to my restaurant I worked at and filmed me and Echo talking about us for that specific purpose to do a little promo we should well i i I put it out there if anybody wants to direct a video for us we are definitely looking for somebody to direct a video for us we we need some good uh, new video that's for sure yeah i couldn't agree more and you know i was talking to you earlier today or yesterday back and forth on email because you know you are far from a one-trick pony you've got ugly press action lab you got like you said two children's book out yeah I'm sure you have a regular life where you do regular John things all day at home. And, you know, I run the network. I've got a day job. Dee's got stuff going on. College, she's finishing up. How do you find that balance? And I have a problem, like, spreading Odell, can tell you, spreading myself too thin to where I'll burn myself out. Do you have that same problem, or have you been able to strike a pretty decent balance creative? Like well, creative-wise? I mean, in the real 
I, I could say, no, I can do it all. But in the real world, I mean, maybe I'm not famous because I have spread myself thin over my course of my life. You know, maybe yeah, I am I not, I have not reached peak me because I couldn't focus on one specific thing and beat that into the ground, you know? And so I, I do, in a sense, I'm very excited that I have all these talents and I'm very excited that I can draw and paint and, you know, and, and rap and all that stuff and make music. But in another sense, and I mean, I, I think I speak for Ecto too, because I know he probably feels in some of the similar way, but it's like, we kind of are almost aimless because we do so much, you know, we are not able to just be that hungry focused machine. We, whenever we get frustrated, we just move on to the next thing in a sense, yeah, you know, no doubt. and it's just, our brains are just wired that way that we, you know, we're, you know, I, I'm a son of a salesman. He's a son of a blues player. We just, we are very like aimless wanderers, you know? So. It, no, it, I mean, it, I totally it, get it. I'm the same way. I'm all over yeah. the place. And D has to <laughs> rein me in all the time. I don't know how D lives with me. How the hell do you put up with me, D? Well. I'm a fucking maniac. I told um, Super Ugly earlier today, I was like, I'm 46. And I'm still bouncing off the walls like a fucking toddler. What's wrong with me? Well, you got to put it this way. I worked at a nursing home for four years, and I work at a nonprofit, and I worked in a school cafeteria, so patience is one of my very few virtues. And I've got almost 10 years on you, so those nursing home talents will come in handy in about 20 years. (laughs) You'll be changing my diapers. Nah, you're wiping your own ass. That's how you do it. That's it. Plan ahead. (laughs) You hook up with a girl that's younger. And then, you know, that way you seem like the old wise sage in the beginning. But then after like 10 years, they realize like, oh, shit, this guy has no idea what he's doing. And then, you know, by that time you've trapped him. So that's how I look at my marriage. Yeah, I'm on the same page and I'm looking forward to just kind of gliding into senility. I think I'll wear it very well. (laughs) all right let's end on that we got to get out of here but first why don't you tell everybody about the kickstarter do you have somewhere where they can go find it tomorrow yeah where can everybody find you guys online start it we'll just say tomorrow you can go find it go to kickstarter search out uh either death by misadventure or unified school district it's under probably the music tab I'm also going to be linking it to, we have a website. We don't have anything up there right now, but I'm going to link the Kickstarter to the website. It's unifiedschooldistrict.com, but there are no vowels in it. So it's, that's how all the cool kids It's hard it Googling, days. you guys. Oh, yeah. Like school board bullshit. No, I know. It's like. impossible. No, I mean, <laughs> come on. My name is John Williams, for God's sake. Why do you think I call myself super ugly? It's like, my, I'm, you can't Google me. And then we, I pick a name that's super all over the internet. It's ridiculous. I'm an idiot. But anyway, so the Kickstarter will be, we're just trying to reach $2,000. That's going to make us able to pay for the vinyl, uh, pay for the uh, printing of the covers and everything, and pay for the mastering. And then basically, uh, once we get that, you guys get a vinyl, you get a copy of the record. We have shirts, stickers. We have original art from me, original art nice. from Ecto. We have Ecto painted a toilet seat with a unified school district on it. So if you need Ooh, a toilet seat that has unified school district on it, that's <laughs> all for me. Hand, hand, Christmas. I want that. Right, and we'll uh, we'll become. We also have a reward on there for the big the big reward. One of them is uh, we'll come to you and play a show. So oh, I mean, I mean, you know, we haven't really discussed. <laughs> I haven't figured out the logistics of getting somewhere, but we'll discuss that when if somebody gets that reward. And uh, yeah, and so it. We're, the album is going to come out. It is done. This is not a Kickstarter where we're asking you to help us make something. 
we've made it. We just want to put out something extra special for our fans so that they have something, instead of just having a new record, they can also have some art and some, you know, something physical they can hold in their hands. And it's a little cool vinyl, you know, four song vinyl. Right on. Um, for all, right. all the people out there on the West Coast, you guys have any shows coming up in the next couple months? Uh, yeah, we're going to be playing in November at 63 Bluxom Street Gallery. Uh, that's going to be for the release of uh, Driven by Madness magazine. You can find that at Driven by Madness. And uh, yeah, that'll be we'll, that's going to be probably where we play the, the whole new album. So we'll see, you know, how th- we have to do some rehearsing for that. But yeah, we, that's the next show coming up. We've had quite a few shows recently, which is really good. Nice. All right. Tell us about Framus because we're going to end with that. Famous. Which one? Famous. I thought it was Framus. No, Famous. You know, Famous. Like famous. Fa- is it, it Famous? I thought oh, it was Famous. famous. Oh, is that the, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Famous. I was like, Framus? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. This, okay, Famous is a great song because there's a great story about this song. He made this beat a long time ago. It was going to be, we, I had written lyrics to it. It was going to be on our last project um, and we never recorded it, but I had the, we had the beat all sequenced out. Ecto had sold off a lot of his equipment, so we didn't have the original for this song. We just had a recorded version of it. And Shit, so on basically cassette? What I, and I, I had this one on my computer. And basically the way I wrote my lyrics was they had to fit that specific sequence so although they weren't always, they were, you know, there were breaks in there that I had to take because of that's the way the song was. And so I think uh, to me, this is the nice. most, this is like, not the, the last song was kind of a good introduction to unified. This is definitely got the feel of classic unified school district. It's a weird sample that Ecto picked out. We have weird, like, it's weird choruses. It's just, everything's a little weird and off. But I, this is actually my favorite song off the record. Yeah, and the vibe with you guys is always kind of like this twisted, almost carnival, like you're going into the fucking Willy Wonka cave or something. That's a very, Willy Wonka is a very good, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a good, yes, we're in the boat getting marshmallow whipped cream in our faces. That's exactly where we are, we're headed. Yep, that's the vibe I get. Alrighty, guys, be here in two weeks. We'll be back with Al Piss, Super Ugly. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, man, it's it's been awesome. Everybody get your ass over to his Kickstarter. I know I'm going to throw some in. I want to get a T-shirt. I got to get some Super Ugly gear. Um, D, are you ready to play some Unified School District off the new album, Death by Misadventure? Why am I talking like this? For the pretty dime, so shiny they blind. This for the gray nickel plate, made a mess, they'll never find me. Made a mess of this place, so tiny, so cluttered, and no time for y'all group. Well, what we love is no other way. They done cheated on our friendship exam, and they mentioned our plan in a minute, the tip of the length of the hand. That if we stand as inches of watery, spotted, and murky, I kept reaching for the quarters as they blooded to hurt me. Yeah. Hey yo, the rocks on the fingers of my arch nemesis. The painter stone that paralyzed me when they walk, they sentences. 
calling for change like my car will carry messages to beach the fame reaching for the rings like my precious we crushing many grapes for they wine coolers not much left for the plate holders and they find jewelers shit they know not from they shinola they slang payola straight cola pop they rhyme stolen i'm stuck singing for finales they sound and count me I'm off for the shot call, they off and trying to foul me. Blast flying rats, crying in they trash packs, cast iron giants, defiant to the last gas like Yeah. Uh-huh. But they don't give up with what they want. They, 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 they